It is officially that time of the year, guys. NFL regular season, only a couple days away. And we have a Thursday night football show on site to talk about in this video. My Detroit Lions going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, $1 million up top. I cannot wait for this game. I cannot wait for the NFL regular season to start. Uh, NFL Sunday this weekend as well. Uh, a lot to look forward to. My name is DK, guys. I'll be uh, talking about the show on site in this video. I also cover content for NBA uh, and player prop sites like a Prospects Underdog, Parlay Play. Parlay Play, they're the sponsor of the video. Um, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% deposit match. I'll have the link down below. And they do have uh, Patrick Mahomes free square here. Uh, over 0.5 passing yards. Make sure to, to take advantage of this um, and use that free square on Patrick Mahomes. My advice, uh, and I say this a lot, is get on as many of these DFS slash sportsbooks as possible. Take advantage of these deposit bonuses and uh, look for that value, right? And, you know, I always look through a lot of different books before I, I get anything down. So super excited to be working with Parlay Play. Again, link down below, player prop site. I'll be tweeting out some plays as well over on Twitter. So make sure to follow me over there. And again, take advantage of the Patrick Mahomes free square link down below. All right, so let's take a look at the Vegas odds here before we get in the player-by-player -player breakdown. And what we have up here is the Odds Jam Sportsbook screen. Now, if you guys are not familiar with Odds Jam, they have a ton of different tools, but this screen, again, is basically has all the different sports books up and it shows you which ones give you the best odds if you did want to uh, you know, bet on the game. Um, so the Lions versus Chiefs, again, it's about a uh, Chiefs, about six point favorites here. Um, and uh, yeah, again, uh, if you guys are interested in Odds Jam, I also have a link down below, 25% off your first month. I have a few videos breaking, uh, talking about some of their tools. Um, they do have a fancy optimizer as well for sites like Underdog, Parlay, Play, Prize Pick. So super excited to be working with them as well. And link down below. And uh, yeah, all right. So let's get into the player by player breakdown. So we'll start off with the Detroit Lions. My Detroit Lions. We get opening opening night. A uh, little bit surprised about that, but um, I mean, Lions had a decent year last year, right? Especially down the stretch. Um, so do I think they can win this game in Kansas City? Probably not, but. I do think they can keep it somewhat competitive. All right, so taking a look at the top for the Lions, you got Amon Ross St. Brown at 10.2K. No surprise, he's the most expensive Lion. Um, you know, he's been doing a little bit of an ankle injury, but he's practicing, so I'm not really worried about it unless we hear, you know, before the game is be limited. But sounds like he'll be good to go. And again, clearly the guy with the highest floor plus ceiling on the Detroit Lions, right? He's a guy that, you know, averages close to 10 targets a game playing in that slot role. And this is a game that, you know, you would assume the Lions would be playing from behind, right? If you just take a look at the, the spread, six, about six and a half point dogs, um, they should be playing from behind. So, Amon Ross, St. Brown, I think is a great play in both formats. And if you talk about the other receivers on this slate, I think he's just by far the safest option, right? The Chiefs, I mean, they have seven wide receivers. I think they're going to be a rotation. Um, so, yeah, I think Amon Ross, St. Brown, definitely your best overall wide receiver play on the slate. He is expensive, but it's for good reason. You got Jared Goff at 9.4K. I think he's a pretty safe option. Uh, again, I don't think like Goff has like a massive, massive ceiling, but he had, he had a couple games last year. He was pushing for 30 fantasy points. Uh, did have that one uh, big game uh, against Seattle, going for 37. Again, this is a relatively high total here. Let's go take a look at um, take a look at the total here. Where is uh, Total points. Uh, 
So it's uh, about you know, 54, 54 and a half over under. So they, they project this to be a pretty high scoring game, right? Uh, anything in the mid 50s for NFL is, is generally pretty high. You know, most of the games are kind of in the mid 40s. So there's projected to be a lot of points scored in this game. And again, Lions should be playing from behind, which makes Goff, in my opinion, a pretty safe play. If you take a look at him versus Mahomes, or Mahomes is 12-2, Goff is 9-4. Obviously, I like the ceiling more on Mahomes, but I do think it's easier to get to Jared Goff on this slate. The running backs, so this is interesting here for the Lions. Jamar Gibbs is 8.2, Montgomery is 6.6K, right? Two different uh, Lions backfields, completely different from last year. Now, Gibbs has been a lot of hype, and they said that the, the exact quote is that they're going to use him in some ways that people don't, don't think we might, don't quite think we might. So... If I had to guess what that means, is I think he'll probably be lining up in the slot a little bit. Um, I think they're going to try to utilize him as much as possible. Now, downside is that they also have Montgomery, who they signed, who I think will get you know a good chunk of the, the goal line touches, short yardage situations. But I do think Gibbs is the, is the running back with a much higher ceiling. And I like him for GPPs. I probably wouldn't go there in a cash game setting um, with, with Gibbs, but... The upside is there, right? It's a little bit unknown exactly what his workload's going to be this year, but I think the ceiling's pretty high, especially if he's going to be, you know, lining up out wide at times. Um, I think that the Lions want to get this guy the ball as much as possible. So I like Gibbs in tournaments, probably not a cash game play. Montgomery at 6'6", a little bit trickier for me to get to. I think if I was going to play one of the Lions backs, it would be Gibbs, because I think he'll be more involved in the passing game. That doesn't mean Montgomery's out of play, though, right? You could definitely see a scenario where Montgomery falls in the end zone a couple times. And like I said, like the, the backfield is still a little bit unknown. Like I think most people are expecting Gibbs to get more of the touches, but you never like Montgomery could. I would not be shocked if he comes out week one and Montgomery gets like 60, 65 percent of the snaps. Like that's definitely in the range of outcomes. Right. So I prefer Gibbs. I like his ceiling more, but Montgomery I think is still playable there in GPPs. And then below, I wanted to mention, like, uh, on the show on site, they have a lot of guys um, from either got cut or on the practice squad. So make sure you actually play guys that are on the roster. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. is technically the wide receiver, too. Not a huge fan of the price point. But, uh, again, he still, he, he still should be out there a good amount. Again, he's a little dusty in this point of his career. Definitely had a subpar year last year for the Jags. But, again, he's, he's right now the Lions wide receiver, too. 6.2K is, is playable. I, mean, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Um, going down a little bit more, you got rookie tight end, Sam Laporta. I like his ceiling a good amount here. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good pass catcher, and he's relatively cheap. So there's a lot of, you know, kind of just unknown at the wide receiver position for the shutdown slate, where I think Laporta gets a good chunk of the, the tight end snaps. And again, he's a good pass catcher, and he's relatively cheap. So um, I actually do kind of like Sam Laporta here for value, only 5K. Kicker is Riley Patterson. Again, don't forget to uh, include the kickers in your player pool. Uh, on a showdown slate like this, where there's projected to be a lot of points, yeah, you could see a kicker go for you know 10 to 15 fancy points. So um, kickers are firmly in play. They're, they are safe, and you can definitely utilize them in GPPs. Lions defense at 3-2, uh, you know, in consideration for tournaments. Here's the thing. Any quarterback can throw a pick six, right? Any, any defense, even though Lions defense not projected to be amazing, like, Yes, it is possible that they get a pick six or a fumble, you know, defensive touchdown. So um, not I don't feel good about the Lions defense, but I do think in the large field tournament, they're in consideration and they're going to be low owned. Right. I think both defenses will be relatively low owned on this show on site. Now, if you take a look at the wide receiver three here for the Lions, I think it'll be a kind of a combo of Reynolds and Cleef Raymond. Um, Reynolds is 2.8K. Raymond is 800. Uh, Reynolds uh, is listed ahead of him on the depth charts. So I think he's a little bit safer. Um, 
you know, he had a decent year last year. He had a few games where he's, you know, pushing 10 targets. Again, relatively cheap. And I mentioned it should be a good game trip for the Lions. So if you need salary relief, I do think Josh Reynolds is, is a decent option. And then we mentioned him. Uh, Khalif Raymond, $800. I think also will get utilized a bit too. Um, you know, I think it'll be a bit lower owned, but really, really cheap there. Um, anything else I wanted to mention here for the Lions? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Craig Reynolds is the RB3, but I don't even know if he'll see the field in this game. Um, I don't think I want to go to Antoine Green as the wide receiver six. Brock Wright, James Mitchell are backup tight ends. Their dart throws. Wright is $600. James Mitchell's $200. Again, you want to, you want to take a dart in them in, in this million-dollar million dollar maker, you can. But um, I think that's it for the Lions. So let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, who... They're a tough team to figure out. Just at all, like honestly, outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, I don't really know what's going to happen for this team. The running backs, you know, I, I think, I guess there's still some unknown. I guess it's a little bit more clear, but the wide receivers is just like we have no idea what's going to happen for the Kansas City Chiefs. We really don't. Um, so starting at the top, Mahomes and Kelsey will both be popular for good reason. Obviously, Mahomes does have a little bit of rushing upside. Not really scared of this Lions defense. Um, has a massive ceiling, right? We've seen some huge games from Mahomes. I don't think we had to spend a ton of time on him. He's expensive, but uh, I think he's a really good play here. So, um, yeah, Mahomes looked right at the top. And then Kelsey is really the only receiving target that I really trust. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in this wide receiver rotation. I think it, it could, I honestly think the Chiefs could play all seven wide receivers in this game on Thursday. So, um, Travis Kelsey, I think, is very, very safe. You know, he'll be out there a good chunk of the game, and he's clearly their top guy. He's getting a little bit up there in age, but we really haven't seen the decline yet from Kelsey. So, still a very safe play as well. All right, below that, we have Tony, who has basically missed the, the whole preseason, dealing with that knee injury. They said he's good to go. It's a tough one, right? He's less at the top of the depth chart, but, like, how much work, how, how many snaps is he going to get in this game? Obviously, he's super injury-prone. I do think of the wide receivers in the slate for Kansas City, he is the guy at the highest ceiling. But it's a little bit tough for me to feel great about him at this price point, especially dealing with all these injuries. But um, I do like his upside. I just, again, a little bit unsure of what the workload's going to be for week one. And you got Isaiah Pacheco. You know, he's listed at the top of the depth chart here for the Chiefs. I expect him to be kind of the early down grinder for Kansas City. Um, and then you got McKinnon and CEH working behind him. I do think all three running backs will play. I would guess, again, Pacheco probably gets the most work. McKinnon probably gets a lot of the third down work. And then you probably get CEH maybe mixing in a little bit behind both of them. So Pacheco of the running backs for Kansas City, probably your safest bet. You know, he can cast, he can um, catch passes as well. So reasonable price point. And if Kansas City does get off to a pretty big lead, they could lean on the ground game a little bit more. So I have no issue with Pacheco. But again, I don't think he's going to be like a true bell cow back for this team. You got McKinnon at 5'6". I don't love the price point. If you guys follow the NFL content last year, we know we were on full tilt mode for McKinnon. He was overowned a ton last year. He just kept falling into the end zone for the slappies that played him. But, you know, again, he's involved in the passing game. He's a guy that they will bring in uh, close to the goal line as well. Um, playable GVP play. But, uh, again, I feel a little bit better about the touches overall for Pacheco. And if you take a look at the Chiefs depth chart wide receiver, you have MBS and Sky Moore listed as the other starting receivers. Um, MBS, wide receiver two, Sky Moore, wide receiver three. Fair price points on both. MBS, more that field stretcher, boomer bust type play. A guy that could definitely kill you, like has a really low floor. 
But if he catches a long, like look at the game against Cincinnati, right? He does provide this type of ceiling. Now, he didn't do it a ton last year. You know, he had a couple decent games, but a lot of the time he was in the single-digit fancy point range. So more of that boomer bust play, but certainly does have a ceiling. Sky Moore, I mean, there's been a lot of hype at, uh, with him. Um, they said he's going to have an every down roll. Again, I'm a little bit just unsure of exactly what the, what the snap's going to look like for these, these Chiefs wide receivers, but... Um, 4.8k for Sky Moore definitely makes him in play, especially if you're confident. So if you think if you think the Chiefs are just going to run, you know, the top three receivers most of the game with Tony and MVS and Sky Moore, then you should be pretty high on guys like MVS and Sky Moore. If you think that the Chiefs are going to rotate guys and you know they might see five, six, seven wide receivers play, then I wouldn't be as high on them. I kind of lean more towards the Chiefs are probably going to rotate the wide receivers, but if you think that they're going to run those three top receivers for a good chunk of the game, that you want to you want to have a lot of interesting guys like Moore and MBS playing with with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Now below the top three receivers, there's going to be these. All, I think all these guys are going to play for tournaments. Rasheed Rice had a really good preseason. He's four point six k. Richard James, I mean, he didn't play a ton in the preseason, but he was super productive when he's out there. He's a sneaky play at two thousand dollars. Watson's two hundred dollars. Justin Ross is a thousand dollars. I think of these like chief secondary plays, like secondary wide receivers, it's probably Rice and Richie James that intrigue me the most. And factoring in salary, I think Richie James is probably the easiest to get to. Um, so he's someone that, again, had a decent year last year with, with the Giants. And I think he could be in for a decent amount of snaps. So he intrigues me for tournaments. Rice intrigues me. If you want to look to the other receivers in Ross and Justin Watson, you can. So um, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers, like I said, a lot of uh, a lot of GBP plays for me, just because I'm a little bit unsure of how exactly this uh, rotation is going to work. Uh, Buckner is a fourth 4.4K. I said kickers, very safe on the slate. I would say Buckner is going to get more ownership uh, than Patterson just because the total and the point spread, right? The Chiefs are, what, six and a half point favorites. So I do think Buckner will get more ownership. Both kickers will firmly in play. I think the Chiefs defense will also be a bit more popular than the Lions defense. I still don't think either defense is going to be super popular because it's, what, like a 54, 55 point um, total. So, uh, yeah, Chiefs defense, definitely viable. Again, more of a GP play, though, for me, for sure. Below that, you see H running back three. Um, again, a little bit tough for me to, to pay this price point for him when you have some, you know, you have some Lions receive, starting receivers that are even cheaper, so... I don't know. CEH, I, I think it's kind of tough for me to play. I do think Noah Gray is interesting, though. So Noah Gray was the backup tight end for the Chiefs last year, but he still played like about half the game. He, he was seeing about 50% of the snaps, and he actually is a decent pass catcher. Now, he wasn't like super, super productive. Obviously, you have, when you have a guy like Travis Kelsey playing alongside him, Kelsey's going to get way more of the work. But a 2.4K Noah Gray, you know, red zone target, and I do think probably plays close to half the game is, is a guy we can look to for salary relief. Um, Blake Bell's tight end three. I think I would rather get to Noah Gray, but we have seen the Chiefs, like they will um, they will utilize a lot of their backup tight ends, right? I remember we saw Jody Fortson have some touchdowns last year. Um, so in the largest field tournament, in this million dollar maker, can you consider a guy like Blake Bell and hope he comes in during the red zone and catches a touchdown? Yeah, like that's, that's definitely viable. So um, yeah, I think that's it for the player by player breakdown. Um, if you guys are looking for uh, more in-depth content, you can check out uh, my Patreon link down below. Um, also, again, it, we had we had a great year, uh, a great year, great month of August. Had a takedown in FIBA, uh, turned like $100 into about $3,700. And this was uh, my ROI here for the NFL preseason on underdog. 
Um, so 125% ROI up 110 units. So retailed and, and about $100 a unit, you'd be up about $11,000 just in the month of August. So uh, I can cover content again for, for more in-depth content for DFS and uh, for player pop sites. Link is down below if you guys are interested in that. Um, but I think that's all I wanted to, to talk about for this video. Again, I'm super excited for the NFL to be back. I'll have some main slate uh, content up here in the next couple of days for Sunday's main slate. So be on the lookout for that. Um, also, might do a live stream Thursday. Why not, right? Um, so make sure to, to check that one out as well. Um, but yeah, super a lot, lot of exciting stuff here for the NFL, guys. Uh, player pops, DFS. Uh, it's, it's great to have NFL football back. Um, if you guys do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And keep an eye out for the main slate content. Uh, that'll be up in a couple of days. And we'll see you all in the next video.